0: Here's your host, Carissa Sims.
1: Welcome to this week's episode of Zen Success. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Marina Shakur Haber. Marina was a successful entrepreneur in the nurse staffing and home healthcare industry where she observed too many people being overwhelmed, stressed, and unhappy and i've seen that too um i'm an occupational therapist so i definitely know that that's why she decided to follow her own calling to become a life coach motivational speaker and author amazing she wrote dream a better dream and released her amazon best selling book your gps to happiness in august 2022 For which she has received a five-star review from Reader's Favorite. Welcome, Marina.
2: Thank you. I'm so glad to be here, Carissa.
1: Yes, I'm so happy to have you here. And I just can feel the joy emanating from your being. It's just you're you have this energy of being at peace and on purpose, and you have clarity. It's just it's amazing. I, I love your energy.
2: Thank you. Thank you. It didn't come naturally, like so often. (laughs) You have (laughs) to search for it and you have to get there. A journey.
1: (laughs) It's a journey. Yeah. So I wanted to explore the question, how do we steer clear through life's U-turns with intent, with clear intent?
2: How do we steer clear? I'm not sure that we actually can steer clear. (laughs) However, however. It's a myth. It's a myth. It's a myth. It's a myth. Because, you know, yesterday I was speaking with uh, a client and uh, she has been experiencing the ups and downs, especially starting with uh, with COVID in 2020. She had to give up her business and unbeknownst yeah. to her, yes, and it, it threw her for a loop. It was a U-turn. It was a U-bend. It was a um, much deeper than she thought. And uh, so as we spoke, I helped the two understand that when we experience these ups and downs, number one, we know we are alive because it follows a pattern, the natural rhythm of life. Everything in life experiences the ups and downs, just like our heartbeat. So we are not dead, we are alive. So, and as such, what we are doing is by going through these ups and downs but having clarity and most people will need a guide they come to a crashing halt and they will need a guide to help them to uh, navigate through these challenges and it's
1: good yeah so a guide like you like a life coach or something something external is that what you mean as a guide
2: the guides can be in come in many shapes and forms. Okay. It could be a book that you find suddenly wow. you, it a, a book appears on your shelf and you're drawn to read it. It could be in the form of a coach. It could be a spiritual guide. It could be me hearing you. And I go, oh my God, that's exactly what I needed to hear. And you will follow the hints and clues. So yes. it's not necessarily a coach, but yes, of course, it can be. I
1: see. It you know, I I like that book called When God Winks. And sometimes there's synchronicities too. Like if you set an intention and you're clear sometimes the universe will give you signs. That's what I see it as a spiritual thing, you know, where it could be a person, a messenger, it could be a person or a book falls off the shelf or you see numbers or you connect deeper with an animal or a tree in nature. So it can be so many different things.
2: So many different things. And so often we say no to that at first, you know, you first have the whisper. And you go maybe maybe I should listen to and you go no no I'm not going to do that and then you don't
1: have time or why would I don't
2: have time or you resist it you don't want to change Uh, I remember that I felt this uh, urge to follow my spiritual path and I felt no thank you I'm good (laughs) (laughs) my life is good to get where you
1: were at right
2: yeah. And I was really fighting it very hard too, because I was very uncomfortable with that. I didn't want to go that. I just didn't. My business was really good. Everything was good. Life was good. Why in in God's name would I change? I mean, please.
1: And yeah, so of the time people change because they're unhappy or they're unmotivated. But you didn't have that experience,
2: no. That not at all. And then uh, I got an offer to sell the business. And I took that piece of paper and I threw it in the garbage can. Ah! No, did you shred it? Or it was? Yeah. And then the business didn't do so well. And I said, No, I'm not following any other path. I'll make it. And of course, when it is written, you're going to follow that path. So the business stopped working so well. And I experienced this horrible crash. And I said, (laughs) maybe I should have listened. In any event, I was running around the lake. I remember I lived in New Jersey at the time. I was jogging around the lake and I was so overwhelmed with grief and pain and guilt and the whole smorgasbord. And as I get to the other side of the lake, it's like I'm going to have a heart attack. Really, I'm, I'm I stop dead in my tracks and I go, Is this it? And I heard the voice and said, No, it's a warning. But if you keep it up, this is what's going to happen. So I said, Okay, what now? And it as loud as I could, it, it, as if another person was in the room or out there, and I heard, Follow your path, mm-hmm. follow. Your path, and so I did. I stopped grieving, and I said, "All right, let's move forward." And then I decided to write the book, the first one. <laughs> there was.
1: So you bought a book, you, or I, you, I wrote the book. Wrote I wrote finally- it. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. That yeah. I just misheard you. Okay, so so then, how did you start writing it, and what was your inspiration? Was that that small voice?
2: It was the voice, and but it took a little bit of time. There were some still uh, revoutings that needed to be done. I started, it, at least I had the concept that I'm going to write the book, so I stopped resisting. But there needed to be some more growing to happen for me to write the book. And um, I did that. I, I studied, I researched, I, I really went deep. And uh, then I met someone. Here was the guide, another guide. And I said, well, how do I even start writing a book? Uh And the lady, she said, you know what? You sit down, you open your laptop and you start.
0: Mm
1: -hmm.
2: That was it. (laughs) Okay. Well, I can do that. It took a little bit more, but in other words, just get going. Just
1: do do it. it. Just do it. Don't wait for like instruction or whatever. Yeah, Yeah. That's wonderful. I know it took me a long time when I came out with my first adult book. I actually came out with children's books first and, and that was a whole process, but then, yeah, my first adult book, oh my gosh, it's so embarrassing. It took me like 10 years (laughs) to come out with it. I was like, oh, wow. But you know what it was is I had to evolve. It's totally in alignment with what you were saying is that I needed to get some more messages that I could put into the book to help people and all of that. So let's go deeper into your book. So it's your GPS to happiness. How did you come up with the name? But
2: I like... I like direction. I like things to come in in an orderly fashion. So if I am here and I want to go over there, I need to get direction. And what I've observed is that most people find themselves in this situation where they have a problem, and then they find themselves like me going, now what? What am I supposed to do? And so I... and It this took time because I started first with a course and then I started teaching it. And so I observed that a lot of people have no idea what they want. Yes. No clue. And it is normal. It is really very normal because it needs to, what we need to do is research what brings us joy. Who are we? And, and I, as I started going deep into that, I thought, I realized that the, foundation of this issue is, first of all, is who am I? Who am I? What brings me joy? Before I can even answer what do I want is I have to know who I am. Then I have to become comfortable with who I am. I have to be comfortable being who I am. So those are the foundation steps before I can even go to where do I wish to go to. So that's what I those are my steps, and I broke the book down into three parts. The first part is about being, so who we are. The second part is about doing, the things mm-hmm. we need to do once we understand who we are and where we want to go to, so it's about doing. And the third part is about having. My having is not about the uh, the the car and the garage, but rather about having joy, having gratitude, having um, happiness, that sort of feeling. thing. Yes.
1: Yes. not external objects. Exactly. And then also realizing that, well, I don't know, this This does take some time, but that happiness or joy or bliss comes from the inside. At least that's what I feel, not external objects or achievements.
2: Without a doubt, it's, it's an inside job. And most issues that we're dealing with that are external, their foundation are truly internal. When we understand that, our external problems get resolved because we have resolved our inner conflict. How many people deal with such enormous inner resistance? Like me saying, no, I don't think so. <laughs> and until it breaks down and we come to this stop, this, this, this halt, that we realize, I guess it's time that I need to face what is going on within and deal with that. And then I can move on and, 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 and the external issues will resolve themselves or I can deal with them better.
1: Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. And I think there can be a lot of things that wake people up. I mean, sometimes it could be a car accident. It could be being in the hospital, getting diagnosed with some disease. Or for you, it was your business not doing well. And, you know, and it can be hard and there can be some shame and guilt, some emotions might come up that, oh, you know, and people might not even realize at that point that they need to change or anything, or that it's a sign. Like, what are you doing? It's a wake up call. You know what I mean?
2: It's so you're absolutely right, because here's the thing. We like to be in a safe place. We like to be comfortable, even if it's uncomfortable. We'd rather wear the shoe that <laughs> that hurts, but we know the shoe and we go, I can deal with that pain, mm-hmm. while maybe the next shoe that I'm trying, oh, fear, fear, resistance, that could be painful. And so there are ways to overcome that now by negotiating with uh, with our inner saboteur, the one that's trying to keep us safe by understanding that they're doing their job, they're doing what they're supposed to be doing to keeping us safe. And if we learn to negotiate and to find other possibilities to um, work around this, this resistance and be open to, although we may not know what it is, but be open to change, to trying other things then we can overcome this, this block in the road and, and work in harmony with the saboteur and the potential and the possibility of the future and integrate them over your heart and make it as one. It takes a little bit of time, but yes, it can be done.
1: Well, that sounds like a very spiritual process. Do you take people through that in your life coaching?
2: Yes, I do. Yes, I do. We are talking about uh, putting the resistance in your left hand and your future uh, image, your vision in the right. Uh And then we are trying to figure out what it is that this resistance, which has a positive intent. So we have to really be very clear. There's something good about that. But would there be maybe any other way to overcome this resistance? Is there another possibility that you can deal with the fear and still make progress, make a change? And usually your unconscious will go, yeah, absolutely, I can see that. But you don't need to know the way. You just need to know that there is, yeah, there is a possibility I could do that. And so then we come up with another and another. And then we will see, oh, that could work. And so it you're lowering the resistance And you're integrating it with the future vision.
0: Oh, that's so
1: beautiful. I've never heard of that process before. Uh, That's amazing. Did you discover that yourself?
2: No, that's part of a technique that I have been learning and studying through my hypnotherapy. So there is, and we're working with the unconscious. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's amazing. I love that. So if anyone wants to buy her book or have coaching with Marina, definitely reach out because that sounds incredible. Well, let's go deeper into your book and how you help people, how you help people navigate to a life of fulfillment, as the subtitle says. So what are some of the self-assessment questions you can ask yourself to guide you? The biggest
2: self-assessment question is really, as I said, who am I? But very often, we're also not quite clear as to what is troubling us. Uh, As I said, I spoke yesterday to this uh, potential client, and she told me she was, um, as I said, she had her life broke down three years ago. She went to uh, a therapist, and uh, the therapist Made her feel even worse afterwards.
1: Oh my God! How can that happen?
2: Uh, that's not the, that's not the first time that I heard that. I heard another lady, a friend of mine, who became because of the therapist highly addicted to. Uh, Let's fix this quick, and uh, here's a pill. Take a pill. Take a pill. Take a pill. Oh,
1: and that's a psychotherapist because they can prescribe drugs yeah. exactly.
2: So here's here's the situation. To me, it was um, understanding that something happened where I'm grieving. Losing a business, losing something that you love, be it a business, be it a relationship. It could be uh, your children are going to college. It could be uh, that you are in college and suddenly you realize this is not the life I thought I would have as being in college. And you're getting incredibly addicted to social media because there's all the shining objects on, in, on, on social
1: media and they're happy and they're happy. And what oh, yeah. makes me so. It is so dangerous. I found that I was I definitely was looking at that and feeling down and not even realizing it and not even realize how much time I was spending on it. So now I'm only posting myself. I don't look at other people's yes. stuff very much.
2: That's the perfect because that's the way it should be. Be using it, but you're not being abused by it. Bused so, by it. yeah, exactly. Because. We can have alcohol, we can drink it, but we do not necessarily have to be alcoholics. It's it's having a healthy relationship with the two, because today in business, we need social media. It has become part of our business.
1: That's right.
2: But being abused by it is a second thing, is a different thing. So here, what I observed is that very often things happen and we are not clear as to what has happened to us the gravity or the grieving oh, or yeah. the,
1: because we push it down right
2: push it down yeah. and we are going it's not that bad it and then it the, it gets worse and it gets worse and mm-hmm. we may get poor advice and sometimes we get great advice but we're still not moving forward something is not right so the key then is to figuring out realizing that We live within. We live inside. This is our home at our heart space. And this is where it needs to be comfortable. So we need to work at the foundation of our being, which is at the heart space. So we need to stop thinking from the head. We need to take that away, close our eyes, take it to the heart space, and then really, in all honesty, without self-critique, without any uh, criticism without judgment say hmm i like this i like that Mm. and then we find the path to becoming that we also have to learn to like ourselves very often we do not very often it's so critical
1: eventually love yourself but liking is a good first step
2: (laughs) very good first step (laughs) Uh, there was a book I read many years ago, uh, Bertolt Brecht, the good person, the good human or whatever was from Sichuan, where there was this story about liking and loving. And you're so right. You can only love a few, but you can like the many. But if we don't like ourselves, we can't like anyone else either. Not really. It starts with us. Everything uh-huh. starts with us
1: hmm because it's a mirror or reflection. So if, if you notice that somebody is like that, that, oh, you know, I don't like this person, that is really what they're saying is that they don't like themselves, right? I'm just like, I mean, I'm just hypothetical, you know?
2: It's very true. Yeah, no, you're absolutely
1: right. Uh-huh, yeah. And, and, it, and it's interesting because I was trying to teach my son about that. Like when someone says something bad about you or calls you a name, don't take that in because they're really saying that about themselves. And so I was trying to teach him to like protect his energy and you know, when when people are are saying things. I mean, but that's it it's kind of um counterintuitive because you think they sound so confident and like Uh, bold you would think how could they not like themselves so it's interesting
2: Uh, that's very often the deflection if he shouted out very loud that could be because we're very insecure within we're just making belief that oh we are so the the two ways you know one is the the the, oh the bravado and underneath it it's it's uh, you know i'm covering and uh, and underneath that that shell the outer shell yeah There are two ways to do that. Yeah.
1: (laughs) That's interesting. And, you know, I feel that so often people don't really know what brings them happiness because they might be trying to please their parents or their family, or they're just like following this book from school where, okay, now it's time for me to go to college. Now it's time for me to get a job or whatever it might be. And then they don't take the time to to think and reflect. What do I like to do? What, you know, what makes me happy? And happiness doesn't even seem to be valued in our society. Really, it's more of just like, go, go, go success. That's why I wanted to have you on my show because it's that I want to promote Zen success, you know, and not forcing success or not having a fake success because that is detrimental for your health. And, you know, and there's some countries like Bhutan who value happiness, you know, the happiness quotient. So anyway, I just wanted to mention that. You're absolutely right. We have it. We've got
2: it wrong. We believe that when we have something, be that success, whatever that success is to you, Be that the car, the spouse, the house, the big bank account. Then we will be happy. And then we will do the things that will furthermore make us happy. But that's the rat race. We will never, ever, ever get there. We first have to be happy. And then we create, that's the foundation. And then based on that, we will find the things that furthermore will increase our happiness that's the, the better way to life. It is the, the perfect way to stay healthy, to be balanced, to, to have truly well-being. And um, also, as you address this people-pleasing, I just heard um, Oprah say that, that she did that for years and years and and you know oprah to please people by saying yes to things she didn't really want to and then she was unhappy and she was miserable it didn't change their lives that she said yes and it really affected her life because she didn't honor herself and wasn't authentic to herself so you're absolutely right we need to say no we need to be honest with ourselves and stop pleasing others. Mm,
1: Okay, now going back to Oprah for a minute, I was just curious, was this like while she was successful, she did this as well? Or she was saying like- Yes, she she was
2: clearly (laughs) successful because they asked her, I I started reading this book, The Seat of the Soul, and she has the foreword. And she said that they asked her to be the guest speaker, let's say it was in Spain, so she had to fly To go to Spain, speak there for, let's say, a two minute speech, and then fly back. And she said yes. (laughs) So,
1: yeah, Yeah, well, hopefully, you know, she could extend her stay there. But that's so interesting because, you know, you could be successful and still have that holding you back in your life from true, true happiness. So it's interesting because you think, oh, Oprah, she figured it out, you know, she's got life figured out. So it's great that she has that humility. So thanks for bringing up that example. So how can working backwards help get you motivated to change your life? I love that question. So
2: here's <laughs> what we do. Here's a great technique to learn. Yay! Backwards. Everybody, Yay!
1: get ready. You might need a pad. Write this down. That's if you're it. driving, listen. Please to don't. <laughs> don't do it. No, yeah.
2: Please don't do it. So, working backwards. Here's what you do. You set a vision for yourself and and make it one goal at a time. Do not do this multi multi goal setting. Please, no. One goal at a time focus. And um, I believe in slowing down to get there faster, which is why I'm saying one goal at a time. So set one goal, look at the future, let's say a year, don't make it too far out. In a year, visualize seeing yourself having achieved this goal and visualize the life that you are living, having achieved this goal. Close your eyes, not while driving, close your eyes and see how it affects your relationships once that you've achieved the goal. How does it affect your finances? How does it affect your career? How does it affect your uh, your happiness, whatever. So make little uh, 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 images in your mind as if they were movie clips, see them. So walk it backwards. So that's a year from now. While your eyes are closed, walk it back three months from that point. What must you have done three months prior to that time to have achieved that goal? But you don't need to know it. You just need to get a feeling. You don't need to know every step. It's something opens up inside of you with your eyes closed and you go, oh, I guess I needed to reach out to so-and-so many people. I guess I needed to have picked up the phone and assert myself, whatever the case may be. Then you take it six months prior to your vision in the future. What must I have achieved in all these areas to get me to that point in the future? And then you bring it down to nine months prior. So it's three months from today. What must I have done to achieve that in the future. And by walking it backwards, you get a better picture without pressure of the things that you need to do. So it is future planning and timing backwards, and it opens certain pathways of your unconscious to help you very focused, move forward without feeling a threat, without the resistance. It is just a feeling and visions that you're getting.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. And then then you can start writing down the action steps. Exactly. Right?
2: Exactly. Then you can make the action steps. Now that you have clarity, then what I would propose is in your journal, Start with that future vision, one, and walk it back and then fill in the blanks. What do I need to do Mm -hmm. three months from now so that I get that in a year from now? And you fill those spaces in and then you get clarity. You see your journey and you've walked it back, but you're starting, of course, at the beginning. Yes. It sounds a little bit confusing, but by looking into the future, you get clarity as to what you want. And that's key. If you want to move forward, you have to be clear and focused, not spread all over the place. Then you get lost. Very, very clear-minded and and single-focused.
1: I don't know why this is coming up. I have a question about, um, do you feel that People can accomplish anything they want through your process. Or do you feel like there's also destiny that people have a purpose and and like a a bigger vision that they're supposed to do? So maybe these these goals like might not come true because they're meant to do something else. Yes. Oh, yes. You do believe that. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs)
2: Absolutely. So here's the thing. Okay. It may not happen now. It may happen later.
1: Yeah.
2: So the key is being patient. Mm. Is And that is something that we have all great problems with. Oh, yeah, can, big time. Quick, 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 <laughs> okay. run, 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 fast, fast. It can't be done fast enough. And what I have learned is that the faster I run, the slower I get there. Because <laughs> I, I am a frenzy i'm yes. i am the energy is wrong yes. We and all
1: talking can- the universe by exactly. that frenzy energy frenzy. of trying go like push push right. push oh my gosh that's brilliant
2: and when we go in meditation what do we do we slow down to connect with the universe mm-hmm. only in slowing down can we open the channels of communication Now, if that applies to us in meditation, it must apply to all things because that is one thing that I've learned. Universal laws are that. They're universal. They don't, uh, they're not that sometimes they work and other times, oh, they're switching. No. So as we slow down, we get a better connection, we get better insights and we move forward faster by slowing down by single-minded, and by allowing the universe to guide us. We may have a vision, and I have a vision. You have a vision for your future. Big picture. But we don't need to know every single step, and it may not come the way we see it. But our big vision, I do believe in the big vision. I do.
1: Mm. Well, and the, and then you can also open it up to the universe by saying, okay, this or something better. Because sometimes the universe that has happened to me has delivered me opportunities that I could have never imagined and that are so amazing and my heart is just expanding right now. Like and and I, I'm just like wow but I never set a goal on it. I never thought about it, but, um, so I, I just find it's interesting and, and I just, oh my gosh, I just love you. I love your philosophy and how you're helping people systematically. You have such a, um, like a systematic approach.
2: Yes. I, I like, I like clarity. I've learned when I am not clear, when my clients are not clear, when we are vague, all we get back is more vagueness. So clarity, having a plan, and, and that is truly the hero's journey, is we come to a point, we crash, we need a plan to move forward. And the, more, the clearer we are, the easier our journey becomes. Yes, there will be bumps in the road. Yes, there will be U-turns. We can deal with it but we still have the clarity where we want to go to. I see. And by the guidance of spirit, move with spirit and move with God or universe or source or higher energy, whatever you call it. And that is the best journey you can possibly have.
1: Oh, mic drop. There's the end. <laughs> we could like, <laughs> not say anything else. So you do you meditate every day? Is that part of is your it? daily practice?
2: Yes, I do. Yes, I okay. do.
1: How long and do you meditate for?
2: 20 minutes. Uh, and, and there are days that are not good meditation days. And you know what? That's okay. That's okay. No judgment. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's wonderful. Is What type of meditation do you do?
2: <laughs> I follow my own drama. I don't know. I just... I don't know.
1: You, you feel...
2: You feel, yes. So I visualize, um, light, uh, coming through and opening my chakras, cleansing the chakras. I'm visualizing light showers, cleansing my body of any uh, negativity, viruses, whatever yeah. attached. And then I'm trying to connect with God, with my spirit guides and asking them for guidance. And what is it that I need to do to, um, for them, my cause, my mission, my purpose in life, and and then I thank them, and I close my chakras, and I call it a day.
1: Yeah, that's wonderful. That kind that reminds me of um, the unified chakra and guided light meditation that that I do, that I learned from a colleague of mine, and and similar to the way I healed my own cancer, I visualized um the light coming in and and water cleansing myself and asking you know my spirit what is it that i need to do and um and then when it was time when i learned my lesson from the cancer this is my own process everybody you know has their own um i said okay now you now you may go <laughs> I, I got the lesson and yeah now you may go so what is pain's role to push our visions forward to happiness or joy? Well, unless we find pain, and if you're sitting
2: comfortably in your uh, recliner, are you going to get up and move <laughs> and do something? <laughs> I, yeah. I will. But if there's a needle in that cushion of your of your recliner, I think you're jumping up. And trying to see the vision of maybe a better recliner in the future that doesn't have the needle in it. So the point is that, that you have to have a vision for the future. A beautiful, bright vision that excites you, that exhilarates you, that helps you to jump out of bed in the morning. Yeah. But very often we do have to have the pain that pushes us. That's the cause for when we break down, when something is is, uh, feeling very uncomfortable. That's the initial push. But the pull is the vision of something better in the future. And these two, when they are in harmony, we don't like the pain so much, but it's good. It helps us to get out of our comfort zone and to move forward.
1: I agree. I I mean, I I think pain has such a purpose in our lives that way. And if you pay attention and don't try to push it away uh, and and fully receive it and like we're talking about, okay, what is the message and how can I move through this? I I think you can get to the other side and sometimes the pain can go away on its own. If you go through a process of not resisting, at least that's my experience.
2: Right. Right. Not resisting and also being up for the experiment for Mm -hmm. the excursion, for the experience, the whole process. process. So it, the healing journey, and it is also how often do we do this? That we go, "Am I there yet? Am I there yet? Is oh, it yeah. here? Oh, oh, I want it now!" And then we're getting so back again to that frustration of "I didn't get it yet. I'll never get it. Oh my God, let it go." No, it's not about arriving. It's about driving. It's about the journey. Our life is a journey because once we arrive, we want something else. Because life. That's yeah, true. <laughs> It must move on. We must have something new. There is no way around it. So why not then enjoy the journey? And I have really, after I have finally, I hope finally let go of this frenzy and said, it's not worth living if all I'm doing is in this hyper panic and frenzy. Just enjoy what you're doing. And I have to tell you, that I'm much more balanced, I'm going, yes, it's a great day. So I didn't get everything done that I wanted to. Okay, I did my best. Tomorrow, I'll try again. But I've had a great day. And you know what, when I look back, I get more done that way. Much more.
1: Yeah, because then you have the clarity and absolutely. That's, that's amazing. And sometimes people would say that bad you could have elevated cortisol levels or that's the fight or flight response that we always have to like go 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 uh so yeah get it doing meditation or getting into a more alpha state in your life is much beneficial has many benefits well how can we understand our life's journey even deeper
2: how can we understand our life's journey that's a big Big question.
1: (laughs) How did you do it? How did you do it?
2: I always had a feeling.
1: Yeah.
2: I had a feeling, and I'm sure you know exactly what I mean that there was a calling, and most people have a feeling about the direction their life is supposed to go. And very often we suppress that. We go, oh, it's not what society wants. It's not what our parents or our peers or what have you that they want. And then we let go of this dream and this uh, hope and this maybe naivety uh, that we have in our youth. However, if we follow our dreams and if we are honest and authentic and pursue our dreams, Even if others say, now that's ridiculous. But by being, bringing it down into reality and finding, making it maybe more real, finding ways to apply it to real life. So that sounds very abstract. For example, I wanted to always be, um, doing social work. I wanted to be on stage. I wanted to act. I wanted to help other people. And I wanted to write as as a kid. I saw myself as a Hemingway, which yeah, I wish. And I wanted to be uh, a social worker by also being an actress. Now, combining all these things is ludicrous. You can't do that. It's ridiculous. They don't fit. And in the end, they did fit. Because ah. I am speaking, I am writing, maybe I'm not Hemingway, but no one will ever be Hemingway other than Hemingway. Okay. I, and, and I am helping people, I'm not a social worker, but I'm a coach. So yes, I did combine my vision and my journey, it came together. It's, it took a long way because I needed to grow and to learn and to expand and to experience. And if that's the way it is, the universe guided me and brought me to where I I am now. And uh, next time around, I hope I won't resist that as much.
1: (laughs) How long did it take you when you say a long time? What does that mean to you?
2: Well, I I, uh, probably 30 years, 40 years. Oh, that's that's
1: pretty good. That's that's pretty (laughs) good. But congratulations. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you. You, did, you know, you're on the journey now. But so fun- did you? So
2: did you? Cancer <laughs> was your wake up, your awakening of your soul and your purpose.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. And and it's interesting because I I think that my purpose is evolving. You know, as as I go on, as I meet people, it, it's just interesting how um things come up and it it evolves but yeah thank you so much it's it's been amazing amazing journey and and you're right about the journey because you know we think about oh we would never want a disease like cancer but for me it was a gift because I started putting myself first Mm -hmm. because I had to I said I need to be alive for my kids and so I'm going to do my therapy. I'm going to do all this stuff, whatever it takes. And, you know, my kids are like, you know, in the doctor's office on their iPads all the time, <laughs> <And> I, <laughs> but I had to do it, you know, because my husband was traveling a lot for work. Um, but anyways, it was just beautiful. And now I feel amazing. So it was just, I needed to get healthier and do all these things and also love myself enough to put myself first.
2: -hmm. That's right, and there's there's one thing that I've also learned, and that is, it happens for us,
1: Ah, not to us. Bingo! And I didn't say that. Yeah, you are correct. That is beautiful and so powerful
2: perspective. Yeah, it it takes away this victim. Victim. You're no longer a victim. You go. Okay, I needed that for my growth. For my growth. Yeah, yeah, thank you.
1: And and I love that because I didn't share my diagnosis to many people because I I got in this dynamic I found of being the victim like what you're saying and people I'm so sorry, you know, da, 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 all this stuff and I was like I don't want that. I don't want that energy on me and you're totally right. Transforming it this happened for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. One word, one word. Shifts the <laughs> whole thing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, how do we let go of what no longer serves us?
2: How do we, that, you know, the letting go is one of the hardest things to do. So true. It is, uh, it's very challenging. And it's not only the things, the material things with which we start. Um, I, I needed to move uh, almost two years ago and I had to yet again let go of things and uh, over time though with the many moves that I've made that has become easier but what was more difficult was letting go of fear, of doubt, of uncertainty and um, coincidentally and I don't believe in coincidences
1: (laughs) that (laughs) year,
2: (laughs) exactly. I read the book, um, the, the surrender experiment by Michael Singer. So, and there were a lot of things in there that totally, I knew what he talked about because it had happened to me very similar to what had happened to him. And I go, Oh yeah, I get that. Okay. Wonderful. No problem. Here it was July. My landlord shows, uh, calls us and tells us, you know, the apartment is under contract, you have 30 days to move.
1: Oh, boy, thank you. Thank you.
2: <laughs> it was in 2021, the hottest real estate market in Florida. So, oh, forget oh, about yeah. it.
1: Everybody was moving there, like from New York. <laughs> that, I remember that. Okay.
2: So, uh, the first thing was ah what am I going to do
1: yeah
2: the second one exactly close your book stop writing and now you need to have single focus on this I changed the 30 days to 40 days which was incredible we found something and then that fell through now this person had stolen 10 days of my life which when you only have 40 that's a lot of days So in the middle of the night, that's the three o'clock anxiety, 3 a.m. anxiety call from the universe or from your higher self. I woke up and I was panicked and I started walking, pacing, and then I said, I have to meditate. I sat outside and I started to meditate and what I heard was, let go, let go. Go And it was no longer of things, but let go of your fears, your doubts, let go of all of that. And the question that was brought to me was, have I ever left you without a roof over your head? Have I ever not guided you well? Have I ever let you down? And it was no. So Then the voice was surrender and let go. Do what you have to do and we will do what we have to do,
1: but let go. Did you feel me feeling that? I got chills that that was the truth. That is the truth. And then what happened for you? What was the result of that complete surrender?
2: I walked around every day with Faith, certainty, trust. And I said to myself the words, everything is turning out better than I thought it would. Everything is going to be better than I thought it would. Then I said, I am positively expecting great results no matter what I see in front of me. The universe is rearranging itself for my best interest right now. Again and again. What happened was that day I saw another apartment that I be, be went over, be made an offer. I got things came on my monitor. No kidding of this is what you need to do. I opened something on my phone with truly guidance, contact so-and-so, contacted so-and-so, sold my stuff. I, it was one thing led to another by me letting go of white knuckling of being in a state of fear and panic and doubt. I let go and it, I allowed it to come in an incredible experience.
1: Mm, thank you for sharing that. It's so beautiful and, and divine, really. Yeah. Yes, you're, divine. you're in alignment, getting <clears throat> everything's connecting. You're seeing who you need to call. Oh, it's just yeah. amazing. So
2: yeah. what's
1: next for you?
2: But well, I'm going to start a course in, I would believe, at the end of April, and I'm Yay! calling it-
1: Everybody <laughs> sign up for her course; it's going to be amazing.
2: Breakthrough from um, from uh, wait one second from what did I call it? From self-esteem to some self-confidence to self-empowerment. Okay, so so breaking through. So I'm taking you to become self-confident, to become self-empowered. And um, then what I will do is I'm starting seeing my next book already forming in my mind's eye. And it's a cookbook. And a cookbook, yeah, is, it's, but it's recipes. It's recipes that you can use to make yourself feel better. It's not really cooking. It's oh recipes. Oh, my
1: God. Uh, you know what's something? Okay. I don't know if you put this in my head, but no, you do it. But I just had this thought in my head about an enlightenment cookbook. (laughs) I mean, see, like, okay. And that was you, that was your idea. And that was coming through to me too. And I was like, okay, I got to like do these other things first. But you're doing it. That's so awesome. But yeah, we're so in alignment. Wow. It's been such a pleasure getting to know you. Thank you, kissing About your book, your GPS to happiness. It's a, so exciting. I got to get on your list so that I know about your course and everybody. Go to her website. I'll put uh, Marina's website and how to buy her book in the show notes. So thanks for being on my show today. Thank you,
2: Carissa. Really appreciate it. A joy to be here. That's
0: it for today's episode of Zen Success. Head on over to iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you listen to shows. Zen Success is also available on the radio in select markets through amfm247.com. Subscribe to the show and share with friends. Be sure to head on over to zensuccessshow.com to help you on your Zen Success journey. And join us on the next episode. May you find your own Zen Success in life.